everybody welcome back to the stats beats podcast it's been a while but i have a special guest host stefan savage on the other line stefan how are you you're live are we are we live are we live <laughs> is this on is this on first time caller long time listener oh welcome to the show thank you what's your question i love how the radio you listen to the radio and they're just like the hosts are just like struggling like it's they they have to take calls and it's just like they're struggling listening to them do people still call in oh yeah it's big over here in massachusetts (laughs) and boston they have a whole thing on it it's just like half the time they're just absolutely like crapping on them because they're extremely mean to everybody over here it's nothing like uh, knbr where they're like super nice hosts you know what i mean like super positive over here everything's the end of the world see i've never heard that about the northeast yeah you know, right, right. The, the uh the, the whole the rest of the country the reputation is that they're super laid back like yeah. surfers yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh on that let's start off talking about the new england let's start, let's start off with uh cam getting cut that was a shock because i actually the day before i made a, pod, a podcast i was like hey man it was pretty clear you know uh, you know, Cam was the starter, and you know, Bill, Bill had him as a starter, and you know, I don't know why everybody's like arguing about this and that, and literally, like the day I I set that up, and it's like, hey, Cam's out. I was like, out as a starter? No, he just got straight up cut. I was like, holy smokes! I don't think they were too happy with that COVID thing, and and honestly, as great as Cam's resume is and everything else, if you completely divorce yourself from who Cam Newton is. And what his history is, and you just go off of what he did last year. He's terrible. Yeah, I mean, you might as well let your first round pick play. It, it uh, you know, what's the point? And they they weren't on the hook financially for a lot of money with his contract either. Most of it was incentive based. So it, you well, know, yeah. I mean, it actually made the decision a lot easier if you look at it that way. If you look at him as Cam Newton, former MVP, you know, like what are they doing? Way. Starting a starting a rookie over him? Well. He threw nine touchdowns or seven picks. I think the last he weekend, was, yeah, it was he bad. was terrible last year. Yeah. I mean, if you take away those rushing touchdowns in the red zone, he was dog shit. Yeah. And like by all reports, Mac was playing <clears throat> just as good as he was. But the problem was, Mac is is a freaking rookie, and it's yeah. like, uh, well, well, if he's yeah, playing at the same Cam level, did the cherry you know, on top too by screwing up the COVID thing. I'm not sure exactly what happened there, but it was clear the team was pissed off about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty obvious. I mean, look what happened, like, literally a couple days after that. They're like, see you later, dude. We're done with it. But they don't well, say he, it. The Patriots are really himself. good. He was, he was starting that game. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so he must have did something. He must have, like, pushed it or just got – he did something, like, to push it over the edge. But, it was probably his outfit. <laughs> his outfit? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, you know, subjectively, I think I'd cut him just for those. Yeah. But. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, so, good luck to the Patriots and Mac Jones. I think they're, I think they're a nine ten win team as they are right now with all the free agents they signed. I think they're just as competitive uh, as they would have been with Cam because I feel like. Early on, he might struggle more than Cam, but he's obviously got a higher ceiling. Uh, you know, Cam's on his way down in his career, so I think I think it's the right move. There might be some growing pains where, uh, you know, people are calling for Belichick and Mac Jones' head here in a few weeks, but we'll find out. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm sure that it's going to be the end of the world, the first bad game he has, and they're going to be like, oh, look what they did. They shouldn't have cut, uh, they shouldn't have cut him, but it's like they're hyper, they're, they're hyper, excuse me, hypercritical of every little thing they do over here uh, with the team, like hypercritical. It's, uh, it's much different than the 49ers where, where 49er fans kind of put up with so much until they, until they can't take it anymore. I, I well, mean, I don't know. Do you remember? You remember? <laughs> like everyone was calling for Alex Smith's head. Yeah, but years, he was on the team for a long for time. Next head after that. So I don't know. I think it's just the 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 problem with being an NFL quarterback is like even if you're Aaron Rodgers, fans will still di- still bash on you. It's yeah. like they all want everyone to throw fifty touchdowns, five interceptions, and be an MVP every year. And it's like. There's just not that many guys that can do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Let's, let's jump into the uh, – actually, talk about the 49ers. Let's jump into their 53-man roster, those who made it and those who got cut. You know what? I think the biggest surprise for me who made the team is Jalen Hurd. I mean, he's – Yeah, it's it's still, like, purely theoretical. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he, he, had, he finally was healthy for one preseason game, caught some short passes – I mean, he didn't show a whole lot. He had a couple drops. But I think the thing is, we're also talking about our sixth receiver. So I think you probably, at that point, give the person that might develop uh, a shot over somebody like Travis Benjamin, who you already know what you're getting all the way and everything like that. So I don't have a problem with keeping him, especially with the depth ahead of him. He, Gosh, he's a beast if he stays healthy. I mean, we've seen it. You know what I mean? He's just a, a great asset, but it's just that's just, just a huge if. It, Absolutely, yeah. but I, I think where where it made it easier was Sherfield coming in and lighting it up through the preseason and then the practices and everything. I mean, the guy he looks like our legit number three. He's got game breaking speed. He caught that eighty yarder from Trey Lance, um, and then you add Sanu in there as a veteran that can catch Jawan Jennings, who's a big body that. Breaks in college, at least, you know, was one of the top uh, uh, broken tackle. I don't know how you would say it properly. Broken tackle. Run out, run out, run after contact. I think he he was like number two in percentage or something like that. Yards after contact or something like that. Yeah, so he can run after the catch just like Hurd can run after the catch, being a former running back and everything else. So I think I like our depth the way it, it shakes out because really at, at Jennings and Hurd, you're talking about five and six. And in a perfect world, if everyone stays healthy, those guys are barely going to see the field. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Moving move on to the quarterbacks, there's been some like talk about Jimmy G and and uh, Trey kind of like splitting reps during during the – uh, regular season. I don't like that at all. I think we should, I mean, maybe once in a while on a third down or something. I just like, let's just stick with one quarterback and like write it out. They don't even have a third quarterback. It's just, I don't know. I never like well, it. I never it, like how it I turns out. I think it out. could be, be like the Saints did it where, you know, a couple plays in the red zone here or there or this or that. Or yeah, like I wouldn't mind that. Like, but I don't, I don't see, nobody's rotating quarterbacks. That never works even at the high school or college level, let alone the pros. You're not going to, put in a quarterback for a series than another one. I mean, I think the last pro team to do that was what, maybe the Steelers with O'Donnell and Cordell Stewart. I don't know why, why he's saying it just to like smooth over egos or something, but 
I really think Jimmy should just start, and then it should be his job to lose. And I Trey Lance maybe coming on some third downs and short yard gains because yeah. good luck uh, the other team trying to stop him on a third and short. That's all I'm going to say. Oh yeah, I love Trey Lance, but he's not quite ready. I mean, no, the the preseason you saw he's still he's still throwing balls too hard and bouncing them high off. I mean, he's gonna he, he'll get a ton of picks if he keeps throwing those those fastballs. He's got to chill high on guys. They're just getting volleyballed into the secondary at that point. So he's I think like, I, he's he's but man, he shows some physical skills that yeah. look great. He has a cannon, and, man. He has and a cannon. more importantly, I see him making multiple reads and going through progressions. It's just he's still not quite there. You know, I don't think he gives him the best chance. And I think as soon as he does, put him in. But I, I think this rush, just because of his draft position, to play him immediately, yeah. I just don't understand why everyone always wants to throw that in and they're always like, well, we've got to get him experience. You look at a lot of the great quarterbacks that have come out over the last few years, a lot of them did actually sit for a little bit. You know, I think some guys have been ruined, but I don't know. It's a different game than it used to be. You still see rookies producing. I mean, you look at San Diego and they got a gem there. So yeah. it just it just depends on who they are and how much ready they are. But from what I saw in Lance in the preseason, he's still he needs to work on his touch a little bit and, you know, some of his other things. Yeah. Now now what I like here, I, I like the uh the running back slash fullback roster that they got Raheem Mostert, Trey Sermon, Jamichael Hasty, Elijah Mitchell, and of course child Kyle Justic Eustick, I say Juke, but uh use check. Like that's an awesome like back running backfield right there. I like it. Then you forgot Jamichael Hasty too. Oh yeah, right? Jamichael Hasty, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. yeah. But the, the my only question is when Jeff Wilson Jr. gets better, I think he's going to push Hasty out probably because yeah. I think Mitchell they're going to use as a kick returner because they use a bunch of kick returners in preseason, but I think he's the only person left on the roster that's returned a kick. Yeah, they don't actually have any like like kick returners on the team right now at all. And that's been their problem for years now, and it's not – because Lynch hasn't tried to draft him. I mean, you look at, he went through, uh, uh, what was Trent's last name? The little guy. Uh, he's like 5'8". Uh, he was always injured. Sherfield? Lot receiver. What's that? Sherfield? No, the, ah, uh, gosh. No, the little little guy. He was like 5'8". <laughs> he, he, was, he, he was on the team for like three years. Was he? What did he originally pay for the the Rams or KC or something? No, no, they drafted him as a as like a punt returner slot receiver. He did sure. good his rookie year and then was injured two years in a row. Sure, I can't remember his name. Totally blanking on yeah. his name. But uh, but they've tried to draft him. They tried Dante Pettis. They've tried a bunch of guys that could return punts, and they just have not been able to get a decent kick return yeah. on the team. Yeah, yeah. Well, that I hope they find somebody because. Uh, that's a that's a really important job, especially punts and kick returns, because you better know how to catch that damn ball. Hey, I, I, ever since uh, uh, the game against the Saints in the playoffs, where we muffed that punt, yep. you know, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Special teams are more important than I think a lot of coaches and personnel guys seem to give credit for. Who do you think is going to get the most uh, carries on on the team on the, for the backs, Raheem or Trey? 
Oh, it'll be Mostert if he stays healthy. Yeah, I hope I he does. I think Trey Sermon will get quite a bit, and and then uh, I don't know. They always have it by committee, and you never know. But Mostert is just ridiculously good and fast in that system. I mean, he's perfect for it. He's that one cut back that they look for, where he makes one cut and then he's gone. Yeah. Now uh, on to the receivers, where I think the first starting two receivers are just. I think they're they're some they're the top like if not like the top five like two receivers you know what I mean like as a set for a team in the league and that's Brendan Ayuk and Debo Samuel. They, I mean, this will be the year to prove it. Yeah, you know, uh, um, Debo being in Debo's got to stay healthy. And though. Ayuk being so, in the second year. So it's, does it's, Brandon too, though. They both got to stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, neither of them have. Both of them have injury concerns, but. Man, when they're healthy, both of them can run after the catch. Debo especially can run after the catch. The guy's a little bowling ball. It's almost impossible to take him down on that first tackle. Yeah. So if they can stay healthy, and I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. If Jimmy comes out and runs that offense with those receivers and, and uh, the weapons they have, that offense looks pretty dangerous, but it's all going to be how you know how it all comes out. If he's not pushing the ball down the field and dinking and dunking and going three and out all the time, it's not going to matter. So yeah. I think it'll be it's you know it's make or break for him and everyone else. Yeah. You know, best case scenario, he he balls out and they trade him for some of those first round picks they gave away. Yeah. And worst case, he's worth about what he's worth now, which is, I don't know. I don't even know what someone would trade for him right now. Yeah. Probably like a fourth round pick, third yeah. round pick. Yeah, true. Uh, tight ends, George Kittle, Ross Dwelly, and Charlie Warner. Uh, I think that's a solid, solid tight end package right there. Obviously, George Kittle being like uh, arguably the best tight end in the game. Yeah, he's got to stay healthy. Hopefully, it's hard though the way he plays. He's probably going to miss a game or two. And Dwelly's proven that he can he can produce. Uh, he's definitely can catch, and he's gotten pretty good at blocking. So I like him as a second tight end. We got the offensive lineman, of course. Uh, the a lot of experience at center now. Alex Mack, and then you got Daniel Brunskill, Aaron Banks, Tom Compton, Mike McGlinchey, Trent Williams, Lakin Tomlinson, and Jalen Moore. Didn't uh, Mike and Lakin play at Notre Dame together? Is that what it was? Uh, that seems like they're too far apart in age. Or they played at the same school. I mean, they both played for Notre Dame, I think. Something like oh, that. yeah, that might have been right. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. But uh, I think they got a strong offensive line. It works better than last year for sure. I, I would have liked. I would have liked to see Aaron Banks do better this preseason. I really thought, like, his footwork would have been better. I mean, he looked. I know he, he was in a different scheme in college, but he looked like he had quicker feet and better at getting into position than he showed yeah. in the preseason. So. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I think they're still good. It's just what that fifth round swing tackle kind of outperformed them yeah. uh, in the preseason. And when you're well, Banks was like a second round pick, you kind of expect more out of him. So hopefully he kind of gets it together. But I still like him. I, I think I think uh, adding Mac as the center is huge. I mean, the center is the quarterback of the O-line. He's calling all those protections and yeah. he's one of the best. Yeah. So I think that alone raises the level of the entire offensive line's play by far. 
And uh, going into defense, you can see how the 49ers are really focusing on the defense here. They're keeping 11 defensive linemen on the team. They're looking to bring as much pressure as possible at all times during the game. They got D. Ford, Samson, Ibukam, Kevin Givens, Eric Armstead, Zach Kerr, DJ Jones, Contevia Street, Maurice Hurst, Nick Bosa, Arden Key, and Javon Kinlaw. They're going to rotate them. And they're going to beat the crap out of the team in front of them, if you ask me. They're going to cause a lot of problems if everybody's healthy, oh, yeah. of course. It's their that. strength. It's their strength. It always has been. And, and, you know, they lean into it. And that's what makes it okay that we have just a razor-thin depth in our secondary. Yep. You know? <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Linebackers, decent decent uh, depth here. Got five of them. Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw, Aziz Al-Sharir, Demetrius Flanagan-Fowles, and Marcel Harris. And then uh, jumping into the cornerbacks, Verrett, Emmanuel Mosley, Quan Williams, Demore Lenore, um, Ambry Thomas, Devontae Harris. Safeties, Jimmy Ward, Jakizi Tart, and the big name, I think, that made the team, Talona uh, Hafunga. They, and yep. then uh, Tavon Wilson. He just played his butt off and got and earned himself a spot. I like yeah, watching yeah, him play. Clinton Dix. So. Yeah, yep, that's right. That's a f- former first-rounder right there he beat out just by playing out of his mind, you know. I loved it. Yeah, the Niners' fifth round picks this year look great for yeah. fifth round picks. I yeah. mean, I don't know; they might have hit something. That's where they hit Kittle, and and you look at uh, it, that that uh, Jalen Moore is clearly going to make the team as a as a swing tackle. Yep. Hafunga uh, uh, was was fifth round, and he looks like I mean, he not only can easily like I originally thought would be a great gunner, but he actually looks like he could be a great safety too. So having him for depth when Tart and Ward combined, I don't think have had a full season in a while. Yep. Um, you know, I, I think that 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 bodes well for the safety position, which really leads us to the cornerback. Where I like uh, Lenore looks great out of Oregon. I mean, Amory Thomas was drafted ahead of him, and he doesn't look nearly as ready. And it might be because he had a whole year off coming from Michigan, but. Um, they look a lot better in, in secondary depth. It kind of sucks when your two top depths people are rookies in, yeah. as corners because yeah. even, you know, Charles Woodson and great cornerbacks don't necessarily have great rookie seasons. Yeah. Uh, so it, it just hurts if, if, if somebody goes down like Mosley or Verrett, it's, it could be tough. But then again, if, if, if the D line stays healthy, and they're able to put the kind of pressure that they can put on, I don't think it matters as much who your cornerback is because when you only have less than three seconds to throw the ball, you know, yeah. most guys can cover for that long. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll wrap that up. Any other last comments on the 49ers roster? Looks pretty good this year. I mean, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out, but the Niners have a really soft schedule, so I'm, I'm hoping to see them uh, dominate early. Let's let's go, boys. Let's stay healthy this year. Gosh, it can only be better than last year. Yeah, that was a mess. <laughs> uh, you wanted to jump into some uh, college sports here. Ohio State's Buckeyes quarterback Quinn Iwers, Iwers, uh, he signed a deal for one point four million dollars sponsorship deal, right? Yeah, I mean, I just thought it'd be interesting to comment on. I think that's the first major deal that's gone down since the change in in, in rules with the NCAA. And 
just kind of your thoughts on a kid coming straight out of high school and getting all that money good. just for autographs. I mean, good. I, I think it's it. good. It's yeah. just it, it's a lot. It's, it, it seems like a lot, but then again, I think it speaks to how much money these kids are pulling into these universities. Oh yeah. If, if somebody's willing to give them that much, it goes to show no company spends that kind of money without a return on investment. So it just goes to show how much a guy like that is generating for a school like Ohio State, I think. He was originally actually um, signed to play with Texas. And then what happened? Texas was like, yeah, we're not going to allow allow uh, you to sign that. I guess high schoolers aren't allowed to sign those deals or something. There's like, because there's three states. Texas is one of them. And then he's like, all right, later, I'm going to Ohio State. And he's like, bam. Well, that really backfired on Texas. That's what I said. <laughs> I was like, idiot. It's not like they've been relevant since uh, Vince Young played there. And, and you know, they had, they had that run there where Ricky Williams and then Vince Young. And then, I mean, Colt McCoy kind of put them on the map for maybe half a year. Yeah. And, yeah. I, I don't think, know. Bad move on Texas. But. I know, man. But, I mean, it's a lot. But, you know, maybe it's, you know, the market, like, trying to adjust to what their actual their actual value is because they haven't been paid anything so well, some, it's, yeah. yeah some of these kids are going to get paid and never do anything which will be interesting to see how that rolls out but i'm sure there's a lot of like asterisks on this contract too like if you don't yeah. start if you don't do this if you drop out then you don't make any of this yeah, I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of variables with that. It'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out over the years. Yeah. But, you know, it's it, not only for football. You have to think about, you know, that uh, that uh, girl. where I, I can't remember where her parents from, but she won the gold medal in uh, the overall, the uh, the Asian girl from Minnesota. I don't, I don't think she's Loatian. I think she's something else. But um, did you see, you know what I'm talking about? She won the overall. She won the gold. She's going to, like, Auburn or something. She's a gymnast. Yeah, you know, I only watch the Olympics of the year. That <laughs> yeah, to be in, <laughs> I know. So, but anyways, like, you know, it says twenty twenty on everything. <laughs> yeah, right. Twenty twenty one. It makes me super confused. So. <laughs> That's all right. No, but what I'm just trying to <laughs> I, say I honestly is, didn't. Uh, I was bit. <laughs> I had a busy summer. I haven't paid much attention to the Olympics, to be honest. No, but I mean, she won the gold. She got super popular. Now she's like, she gets the cash in on that. While she's being uh, working, you know, as a gymnast at Auburn, she's going to make huge like that. And that well, she that, should that, be able to. I yeah, that know. was I mean, never like if you're, av- available if you're to a her. Computer science major, and you start an app, you don't necessarily have to quit school. So yeah, the same know. thing with like the young, you know, the younger college students who are on the swim team or track and field team. They're going to get big, you know, contracts too. And like, it's like you know what? Good for them. More power to them. So there you go. Well, yeah, I'm more concerned with uh, the inequity of, you know, clearly schools with good exposure are going to have a huge recruiting advantage over schools that don't. Yeah. Um, And it seems like you'll end up building these gigantic powerhouses that, uh, yeah, I mean, dwarf other ones in terms of exposure and the amount of kids that are getting contracts and all that. But I guess that's not much different than it is now. Yeah. So... Yep. Money drives it all. Yeah. All right, man. You got anything else? Uh, no. I mean, we're we're getting pretty close to the opening of the NFL season. I'm excited, so man. it should well, be interesting with 17 games. 
what are your thoughts on an extra game? Terrible. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I think it's a complete slap in the face to player safety and everything yeah, else. It's too much and risk. on top of it, how the hell am I supposed to reconcile someone running for 2,000 yards now? Or throwing <laughs> right. for 5,000? I got to do math? What? No, no. I'm sorry, but you know, this is not what I signed up for. Well, you know, I can barely count by seven. Like, yeah, this just, is just uh, too much. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, that that each game is just a total punishment on the body. And when you when you put it at the end of the season where everybody's kind of on the brink already, I don't think it's a good idea at all. No, well, I remember, like, you know, just my experience, like, high school is, like, a lot of games at 10. And then I remember in college my roommates playing, what was it, 12 or 13. And then it's like, and then you're talking 16, you know, was a big stretch up to that. And if you made the playoffs even more. And now we're at 17. 17 is a grind. And there's going to be people getting injured and all this other stuff. And for what? I mean, it didn't make any difference in terms of, like, placement. There's going to be more meaningless games. It's yeah. like baseball and basketball. I like baseball and basketball, but at 162 and 82 or it's whatever games, or 164, what? why will I care about <laughs> one out of 160 games or one out of 80 games? Yeah. You know, and it's getting that way with football. At one out of 17, I mean, one out of 16 was skating the line where they all mattered. And even then, you'd get some teams where the last four weeks were meaningless. Now we're going to have teams where it's like the last six weeks of their season are meaningless. And it's like, how am I supposed to bet on that? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't like betting on the NBA, because they can afford to not show yeah. up on a yeah. Saturday night it's a tough and bet, still yeah. make the playoffs. And yeah. that's what's happening with football, which I would is have, I'd have a lot better luck betting the uh, college basketball games rather than the pros. Just because oh, they more just pro- won't play some nights. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, do. it doesn't matter. And that's the problem. If you have so many games that it doesn't matter, then, you know. I don't know. But once again, it's driven by money. These billionaire owners needed a few extra million, so here we are. All right, man. Well, thanks for calling in. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll try to stay by the phone for the next uh, contest. Sounds good. All right. (laughs) Later.